There's a lot going on in apartments this week, uh, a lot of news and not much of it very good. No. <laughs> We've got the lockdown of the apartment block in Melbourne. Mm. Um, we got the spread of the coronavirus in Sydney and a call by OCN for the New South Wales Health to actually have protocols for apartment blocks. Mm, sounds like a good idea. And we've got uh, developers getting themselves into all sorts of trouble. Mm. Um, plenty to talk about. I'm Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain. And this is the Flat Chat Wrap. So, lockdown of an apartment block in Melbourne, and then virus spreading through, I mean, I don't know if you can even call it casual contact, passing mm. clouds absolutely that's a real worry isn't it it is and and the, they are connected these things the apartment block in melbourne apparently the transmission of the virus was through people passing in the the car park it, it, these are townhouses wow. although it looks like an apartment block from the pictures these are basically townhouses and they have their own front doors to the outside so you're thinking, well, how's the transmission going on here? And apparently it was in the communal car park underneath the Jeez. scheme. That, that puts it on another another level completely, doesn't it, it really? It, well, yes, in so many ways. Mm. So, um, mm. And then we hear about the spread from the Bondi Junction shopping centre. And they've actually found CCTV where they got the original infected person and saw him basically brush past I don't know even if they made physical contact, walk in the vicinity of the person who got infected, and that's all it took. Basically two people breathing the same air. Mm. So what can you suggest to help keep apartment and <laughs> townhouse residents safer? Stay home. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, look, the, the Owners Corporation Network uh, sent out a a press release. It's actually a letter that they sent in February to New South Wales Health saying, you know, come on, you've got to come up with a protocol for apartment blocks. Remember back like a year ago, a little bit more, we were outraged that Airbnb hosts were saying, come and self-isolate yeah. in our apartment blocks. Mm. You know, this is for this is before hotel quarantine started. Yeah. So that hotel quarantine has taken that away to some extent. Now we've got how can you isolate entirely in an apartment block? So New South Wales Health, we contacted them and we passed on the OCN's concerns and said, what, what are you doing about it? And basically we got a motherhood statement. You know, we believe in vigilance and hand washing and masking in enclosed spaces. And, and you think, yeah, none of this is apartment specific. They haven't really thought through any differences that they might apply to apartments that don't apply to any other kind of housing. Which is astonishing, really, because when you think about those um, tower blocks in Melbourne that yep. were locked down, yep. um, and, you know, <clears throat> the housing commission um, blocks, I mean, until then, we hadn't seen um, apartment residents really hit by this. Mm. But now with the Delta variant, it's going to yep. be even worse. 
So you're, you're right, we just do need to do something to protect apartment residents a lot more. I think, you know, there's, there's surely they should have in place a range of options, but at, at the worst case would be if someone in your apartment block was infected, then that would be isolation of the apartment block. Hmm. What happens within the apartment block? That's right. Should you be wearing masks when you're in common property areas? Well, you know, when you're I, that, in the corridors and the lobby and then the car park? Yeah, I think um. you would have to tell people, instruct people to wear masks as soon as they stepped outside the front mm. door of their apartment. And you could tell very well to say, well, just stay in your apartment. What about putting out the garbage? You know, what about, mm. you know, getting food and things like that? I mean, these are things that, the government scientists are best placed to, to work out, but it, do, it doesn't seem as if they're even thinking about it. No. And they've got so many examples. You know, the the hotel cross-contamination that they discovered is somebody opening their door at the same time as the person across the corridor who was infected opened their door, and mm. just that transmission of air across. Mm. It's, it's manageable, but you've got to have a plan. Yep. Yeah, you're right. I mean, most people now, you know, you could order food online, um, but you're, you're quite right. Just the, the simple things like putting out garbage. I mean, how do you manage that? And it's okay maybe in buildings with concierge services because mm. they can help. Yeah. But <clears throat> for those buildings that don't have that kind of thing, I guess there should be a protocol for the local Department of Health yep. to have a section where they can... Um, be galvanised into action to to do something to help. Yeah, mm. uh, but I think everybody has got so used to waiting for the government to tell us what to do, mm. because everybody has a different idea. I mean, there are some people who think, oh, it's just pointless, just live as you normally would, and if you're lucky, you won't get COVID, which is a kind of stupid argument. Um, and there are other people who will not do anything unless the government has said this is what you must do, not because they don't want to do anything, but they don't want to do anything that they shouldn't be doing. Mm. Um, and the government needs to come out with protocols for apartments. Mm. They've really dropped the ball on this. Yeah. And and they've now got all the evidence they need yeah. from Melbourne and from Bondi Junction to um, tell them this is what needs to be done. Yeah, because these are big clusters of people living together who are going to be very vulnerable if there are more outbreaks of the Delta variant, really. Yeah. You don't want those running rife through big buildings. Yes, no. You know. And I wonder if this is one of these situations that falls in the gap between two different government departments. You've got Health New South Wales, who are, you know, kind of like king of the hill at the moment. And you've got, you know, little fair trading sitting there looking at their broken toys and dodgy mechanics and basically not getting any traction with New South Wales Health about what should be happening in apartment blocks. Well, maybe the new Commissioner for Real Estate. Property Services Commissioner. Property Services. Maybe maybe he or she, when they're appointed, could could have a word with the government too. Yeah, I got a, an email from their PR person the other day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, saying, hi, I'm working. I said, great, can you tell me what this person's actually going to be doing? Nobody's been appointed yet to the post, no, have they? No. Yeah. I've got a feeling that they kind of have, but they haven't. They've identified the person they want, but oh. they just haven't told them yet. Okay. And what did the PR come back to you and say? Hasn't come back yet. Haven't come back yet. Yeah, but it was just a couple of days ago, and it is the weekend. 
Okay. So right. we'll, we'll give them a break. Okay. This one time. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to talk about a horrible situation and one that is all too common. It's the health consequences of not maintaining common property. That's after this. And we are back. So you've been following a story, in fact, writing about uh, people in Melbourne who have suffered serious health consequences of common property not being properly maintained. That's right. It, it was a, a young woman um, in Melbourne whose balcony was leaking terribly. She bought a new, uh, an apartment. It was seven years old. And she didn't realize till she got out of bed one day and it was raining and her um, floor, her carpet was absolutely sodden because the the water was flooding in from the balcony. The doors weren't properly fixed. Right. So it was a clear defect and the builder came in and fixed it. But it was during lockdown in Melbourne, so it took lo a long, long time. So she had to live with that for a while. Mm. And it was a long period of negotiation with the builder until before it was fixed. Yeah. And she went into her local doctor to have a routine COVID test. Yeah. And the doctor put a swab up her nose and came back and said, oh, my God, what is this? It's black. Right. And she said, I, I have no idea what it is. And she said, it looks like mold spores to me. Wow. And when she went back to her apartment, she ripped up the carpet and there was black mold all under the carpet and then along the walls yep. from all the damp over the years. And... So for her, she had to start using an asthma puffer. Oh, good. And of course, because of lockdown, she was in that apartment for a long time. Mm. And um, people were saying to her, well, we'll put on heaters to try and dry out the carpet. But of course, that makes mold grow yeah, even faster. Yeah. So it was a, a real difficult situation. And it has affected her health. And hopefully not long term, but quite possibly long term as well. It's And, it, and just this morning, I got a post from a reader in Melbourne who said they just read your story and they've had the same problem in a different building where the balcony is leaking. It's, it's actually the balcony upstairs that's leaking. And now they've discovered in the heavy rain they've had that their balcony is now leaking into the apartment downstairs. Oh, wow. What, what they don't have in Victoria is a very active group like the Owners Corporation Network and, dare I say it, like Flat Chat. It's not that prominent there. So there's nobody there saying, here's the process. Mm. Go to uh, Consumer Affairs, start the process, get to N uh, sorry VCAT, Victorian Civil and Administrative Tribunal, and get the orders. It's there in the law. It's quite mm. clear. You, they've got to do it. They've got to fix it. Mm. Um, but they, they, in Victoria, they don't have that culture that's kind of developed here of knowing the processes to follow. Sure. So you hear f much fewer of these stories. But this guy who wrote to the Plat Chat Forum this morning, he said he'd read your story, as I said, and he said, we'd been about to buy into that apartment block, the wow. one that you wrote about. Really? He said, my wife has started coughing at night a lot, and we've just realized that probably this whole business has started affecting our health as well. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, it's good that they've avoided further complications, hopefully, by buying into another troubled building. Yeah. And when you say people, there's not so many people to help, that's right. There, there is one group which has started up over in Western Australia called the Australian Apartment Advocacy, yep. um, run by um, a woman called Sam Reese. 
and she launched an education kit right. in WA to tell apartment residents about their rights and responsibilities. Yeah. And she's trying to launch presumably tailored kits, you know, to... Oh, it have to, to be. Yeah, to different state laws and regulations in different states. And she's planning to um, launch her education kit in Victoria, I think, in late July. Right. And maybe also one in um, New South Wales in late July as well. I think she's been delayed by COVID, but every little helps, really. So yeah, hopefully that yeah. might do something towards helping too. Her background is real estate. She is on side with a lot of developers. She's getting some funding, I believe, from developers. And I guess we got to say that you don't have to be at war with developers mm. all the time. There are good developers who want the right thing to be done. Mm. But, yep, you know, sure. there's also developers who will quite happily co-opt people from the owner's side mm. to give them some sort of credibility. So we just have to be careful, but it's good to have another voice in the general yeah. area, in and the arena. Yeah, and she kind of highlighted a, an issue that the the woman w with the black mould um, has had when she bought her apartment in Victoria. Um, there's a Section 32 document, yeah. um, which is a compulsory vendor statement about property that enables an agent to market a house. And that should have on that any problems that have arisen yeah. with an apartment. Yeah. But that was absolutely blank. And then when she looked at the strata minutes, nothing had been recorded in the strata minutes about defects. Right. So that was a real omission. And yeah. she, this woman had done all her checks and she felt that this place was going to be fine. Yeah. But in fact, it seems that the Owners Corporation weren't keeping regular records in some ways. Well, it sounds like one of these classic cases where the Owners Corporation might be dom dominated by investors. Mm, and they've possibly. basically said, let's not even talk about this stuff yeah. because people might not want to buy into mm. our building if we do. And that seems to have changed now because I spoke to a lawyer for the Owners Corporation and they're actually planning um, legal action at VCAT against the, the, the builder. So right. they sound as if they're becoming a lot more proactive now, both on they're saying they're going to um, talk to them about common area defects and they'll also be helping private individuals with their own defects within their apartments as well. Right. So thankfully something's happening at last, but a bit late. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the areas that Victoria... Is in, in one way is better off, owners in Victoria are better off, and that is the duty of care of builders is transferable to the purchasers of apartments. Right. And it lasts for 10 years. So your six-year warranty thing that they also have for defects is with the developer. But you can then, if you've still got problems after your six years runs out, then you can go to the builder and oh. say, you've got a duty of care. There's a guarantee implicit in, in the work. Fantastic. Whereas in New South Wales, there's a the, disconnect, isn't there? You yeah. Can't the, actually... I don't know if they've fixed it or they're going to fix it or they're planning to fix it or maybe they've already fixed it. But that um, duty of care thing is a big issue because, mm. uh, you know, if the developer can say, well, <clears throat> the builder let me down and then the builder says well my contract was with the developer it wasn't with the owner of the apartment so you have no claim mm. but that's in victoria you can pursue that all the way through mm. okay and talking about developers um there's a few interesting stories and we'll be talking about them after this and we're back sue you've Digging up stories about developers all over the place. 
Oh, no. Well, I, I suppose we've had Victoria having problems, but New South Wales has still has plenty of problems as well. Yep. Um, we know that the Building Commissioner has now um, <clears throat> refused to issue an occupation certificate for a big um, complex in Castle Hill, which is built by the developer Top Place. Yep. So there's lots of negotiations going on about that because um, there's lots of alleged defects that have been found in the buildings. Yep. So um, there's action continuing on that and also um, we've heard that Meryton um, Harry Triggerboff had been proposing 1,900 apartments in Little Bay yeah and Little Bay is a place in the eastern suburbs of Sydney which is a very little bay yes (laughs) just like its name it's um, a little beach and it's a really pretty little oasis in Sydney Mm. Um, but these 1,900 apartments could possibly have changed it forever. Well I remember looking down there uh, a couple of years ago and and the developer was very I remember them being very conscious about not not wanting to overdevelop Mm. like obviously they wanted to build as many apartments as they could but they didn't want to overdevelop because of the nature of the, the place. Yeah. Well that Seems like their wishes are going to be fulfilled if if Harry's been knocked back. Well, he has been knocked back now by a planning panel. Mm. But it is interesting. I've, I went down there a couple of years ago, and I was quite amazed by how much development is there already. Right. It is quite incredible. Um, and that's the area just near Long Bay Jail. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it was really stunning at the beginning, and it's still stunning, but it is quite... Um, densely populated right. now and you kind of think well another 1900 apartments would have made it possibly intolerable really is there much in the way of uh, services there like shops and cafes and things like that or is it just a dormitory suburb i think there are a few cafes i, I don't think you have to go very far for shops right and there's one of the big draw cards at the beginning was the golf courses around there as well All right yeah and you've got the the pretty beach but you know, it is quite small. It's only mm. a small stretch of beach. And if everybody, on a hot day, everybody wanted to go down there at the same time... You'd be mobbed. Yes, absolutely. It would be... Um, you'd be standing six people high, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or giving each other COVID. Mm. Um, well, you mentioned Top Place because they're involved in a dispute, and I think it's in Parramatta, where they'd done a deal with the council to dig out some car parking for their apartment block, but it involved taking over a council car park when then they were going to return the parking spaces to the council. All right. Uh, and more, probably. And now there's the council's discovered that they've dug a couple of extra levels of car parking underneath their apartment block, the council says, without permission. Th- and they've got this problem that there's water seeping in to the bottom level, and it would cost a fortune to to waterproof it. But the alternative is to have water pumps running constantly, Ooh. which is not environmentally no. clever at all. No, that would take a lot of energy, and it uh, would be noisy, and yeah, what a ridiculous situation. And you know they're you know the old involved in negotiations, but it makes me think, regardless of what top place thought they were doing or thought they were entitled to do and all the rest of it. The power of councils to actually deal with developers who don't do what they said they were going to do. See, they seem to be absolutely toothless. Mm. I mean, they're, they're in a bind because they need to get the car parking spaces back. Yeah. 
But if they get too heavy-handed and start, you know, taking whoever to court over whatever, then everything gets stopped. Mm. Everything slows down. Mm. But, um, yeah, you know, there just doesn't seem to be anything in the law that says to to developers, when you have signed a contract, it's it's not just legally binding. It's it's fraudulent not to do what you've said you're going to do. So wouldn't an, a council inspector have gone onto the site and noticed that there were An extra heavy, two machi- <laughs> yeah, heavy machinery digging below? You would hope so. Mm. But, you know, the council inspectors, I mean, how can they tell, really? Because yeah, probably it's hard to get on the site <laughs> anyway. And Yeah, and when you look at the depth of car parking, I mean, we spent several months having uh, a hole dug out of the basement of a new apartment block. They drilled through the stone, the sandstone, right in front of our building. And it went on for months and months and months. And there's no way you could have said, oh, that's two levels of parking or three levels mm, or whatever. You'd have no idea from no, the outside. Unless yeah. you, you would hope a, a council inspector would be a bit better trained than I am. But uh, yeah, Peering over the balcony. It's not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, that's a, a tricky one. And there was another one um, in the eastern suburbs. Of Sydney, yes, in Edgecliffe, which is just on the way to Bondi yep. um, from the city. There was an application for a developer to build around 500 new apartments. Yeah. 500 new apartments in towers of up to 89 metres. Right. So pretty high. And locals were absolutely outraged by this and were saying it's going to be, you know, a, a real dense conurbation in the middle of Wollara, which is quite a leafy, nice Oh, it's up that really. side of Edgecliffe. Mm. Yeah. So um, that would involve an increase in building heights and floor space ratios. Right. And so that that rouse ongoing, really, I think. So we'll see what happens with that one. All right. Well, we got through quite a lot this morning. We've talked about developers. We've talked about coronavirus and... Black mould. Black mould. I think we've we've done enough. We've given people (laughs) enough to be getting on with. All of these, there will be links to all of these stories on the podcast show notes. Um, it's what we call the story that goes with the podcast. Mm. And some of them will be the original story we talked about in the Sydney Morning Herald, and I'm not sure if you have a paywall that gets in the way there. I think you've got a limit on the number of stories you can read mm, every week. Can, yeah. So just read the stories that you get a link to from Flat Chat. Don't read any other stories, and you'll get through fine. Or take a subscription. Or take a subscription, that's true. <laughs> since they <laughs> It's not very much money. They pay our wages, we should say that. Mm. Well, they not pay our wages. But. Okay, Sue, thank you very much for coming in again on this cold and wet Sunday morning. Pleasure, Jimmy. And uh, we'll talk to you all again soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website flat-chat.com.au and if you haven't already done so you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher or your favourite podcatcher just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W click on subscribe and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying thanks again talk to you again next week